You're listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, and I'm a graduate of the Federal School of Applied Cartooning. I'm Stephanie, and I am not taking a shower wearing tampon sandals. <laughs> and I'm Josh, and I am a extra from Zombie Season High 2. <laughs> zombie High Season 2? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Don't Josh. Worry. <laughs> Thank you. Don't worry. I will be killed quickly in the background. <laughs> uh, folks who don't know, Josh is uh, one of the two hosts of iZombie, You Zombie, and this is kind of a, uh, a crossover episode of sorts. Um, how much are you guys podcasting about iZombie right now? Yeah. Uh, right. Well, <laughs> yeah. So thank you for keeping it going. And, you know, the CW owes you guys a paycheck. I really feel like. <laughs> You know, you have carried the banner for them on this show in in, in many ways. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, that would be funny if we started getting checks from them. Um, but uh, it's not a bad idea if you're listening, CW. Hey, I would just – I'd just be happy if they just renewed it. Just renew the show. Just pay us that way. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Are we, uh, how much season three stuff? Like I don't know. Is it going to be 13 or 19? Have they announced how 13, many episodes? 13. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, actually, uh, we had some new episode titles announced uh, this week. Um, here we go. I'll get right into the news. Uh, episode four is called Wag the Tongue Slowly, <laughs> which I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. It, it brings that clicking sound in mind, right? The Yeah. It's like tongue wagging. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, episode nine is called 20 sided comma die, <laughs> which ah. is, uh, the episode I believe that our, our friends at iZombie all loved is the, the D and D brain they're supposed to be doing for that one. And I even have the episode titles for, uh, the last two episodes of the season, uh, 12 and 13 are called looking for Mr. Good brain part one and two. Huh. For Mr. Goodbrain. So, like, is that a candy bar reference? Like, the good bar? Uh, well, there is a, what was it, a book or movie called Looking for Mr. Goodbar? Oh, that's right. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> oh, that's what, you have plenty of time to read the entire book. That's right? true. <laughs> that's true. We're still a few weeks away. A dedicated And school- that first one. I, I'm sorry. The, the wag the t- oh, Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. The first one, the wag the tongue slowly. Uh-huh. Uh, bang the drum slowly is. Oh gosh, of course. It's about a it's a baseball movie. Oh, Robert God. De Niro is in the movie. Ooh, wow! I've never seen that De Niro film. So maybe we'll have zombie baseball. Um, <laughs> looking for Mr. Goodbar sounds a little bit um, interesting. Uh, this movie is from 1977, uh, and uh, it stars Tom Berenger and Diane Keaton. Um, A dedicated school teacher spends her nights cruising bars looking for abusive men with whom she can engage in progressively violent sexual encounters. So, uh, yeah, bonus episode (laughs) stuff. We're going to review that one. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, I, I do not. I do not want to see Diane Keaton treated that no, way. Me either. <laughs> yeah, and she was very young. Yeah, that, that, I'm sure. Right, that's like before Annie Hall, I believe. About that um, time. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So wow. Wow. Uh, um, the other thing of uh, news that I have is that No Tomorrow. You know, that show that came on when iZombie was supposed to come on this fall. Uh, no Tomorrow, <laughs> which Steph likes. Um, I love that show. They actually came, uh, they premiered on US Netflix just yesterday. Um, their finale was just January 17th. And, uh, you know, if you're listening in the future right now, it's January 26th. Um, so. Uh, Stephanie Z, I'll just say Stephanie Z from our Facebook group reminded us about the CW Netflix deal, which means that any show that's currently on CW right now, as soon as they end their season, they're going to premiere eight days later on Netflix. So um, those who don't dare to defy uh, can watch iZombie season three as soon as eight days after the finale airs. So, uh, yeah. I love all three commercials they have on the CW app. I mean, when they cycle through them, they're my favorite. Um, yeah. Yes, there's some bathtubs, and I, I'm not quite sure why the couples can't be in the same bathtub. But, um, mm. yeah, the app does work really well, though. The streaming hasn't caused us any problems. So I'm I'm fingers crossed that we'll have no problems watching. Yeah, when we were doing our Hellcats uh, watch, we did, we did a bunch of uh, CW app stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of ads, but no ads on Netflix, thankfully. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, yeah, much better on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, so uh, yes, you have a co-host. Your wife, uh, Melissa, will be joining us hopefully uh, yeah, later on. We are, episode. we are, we, we should do like a twenty-four episode. You can do the countdown clock as she is uh, weaving through traffic <laughs> um, and, and headed this way safely. <laughs> Safety first. Awesome. Uh, if you have been listening to the rewatch at all, um, you will know that there is trivia at the end of our podcast uh, about the yeah. episodes we watched. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if I just caught yes, you I by surprise, but uh, I'm really hoping to catch Melissa by surprise when she walks in the room and I'm immediately interrogating her. <laughs> she's she's used to being asked questions and uh and uh trying to make up the best answers that she can she will play along um i did i didn't was aware that there was trivia um so hopefully it, my notes will help me but oh can't look not at those. confident <laughs> that's that's a rule i just made up can't look at them and Got it. I, I will close it trust me you'd be cheating anyway steph doesn't take any notes so yeah no notes <laughs> They're not that hard. They're not hard trivia questions. No, no. <laughs> they're they're really hard. They're really hard. They're like a class higher than hard. Genius. Yeah. Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have three episodes to talk about. And again, this is not like a recappy thing. If you want to check out, uh, if you're watching it for the first time, folks, you know, Feel free to listen to our older episodes uh, that were uh, we recorded back when um, uh, the episodes aired. Uh, what was it like two years ago? Uh, that is crazy. I was actually thinking that it's been so long. Yeah. Uh, they've been off the air for a full calendar year because it feels that uh, way. It, if if they waited another month, uh, maybe a month and a half to premiere, uh, yeah, that would have been an entire calendar year since they went off the air. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, and if I was a casual viewer, uh -huh. I would have completely – I would have thought, oh, I assumed the show was canceled. Probably canceled. I would have completely. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, the, the non-nerds that watch on the internet and actually know what's going on, right? The people who just flip on their TV have no concept. Oh, yeah, especially if you're just watching, like, CW ads, the Dare to Defy ads. You see, like, one, like, two-second shot of Liv Moore standing next to a window, but the rest of it's like, oh, yeah, at least I know Flash and Arrow is still on. Uh, yeah, you know, as a as a comic book fan and a CW fan, it, it pains me to say this, but I have finally reached superhero fatigue. <laughs> I, I just I I can't see any more costumes. Yeah. I can't. I just I I want yeah. grown up stuff. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Legends of Tomorrow. I thought uh, maybe I've seen enough, but they did this, this cute little uh, George Lucas episode this week. That's just adorable. I thought ah, I guess I'll stick with it. What was it like <laughs> an episode where they retread an old plot and then made it worse? Something like that. <laughs> Or uh, no, no, was no. it a prequel to Legends? Did it oh, have a CGI like character that nobody saying. liked at all? <laughs> they no, they actually George, gave it to Jake. Oh, I'm sorry. George Lucas is uh, like the number one uh, life insurance salesman in Modesto, California. Oh, he, he was actually like in the episode. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm. I just wanted to, you know, Steph knows this, but you know, the, for the, for me, the superhero shows is I, I have to keep current because, you know, I'm a geek like that, but I also can't watch them week to week. I wait till like half season is over and then I just watch them all in a binge and just get it yeah. done in like two weeks and then wait till the rest of the season's over with. So I'm caught up, um, but I'm not continuing until like May. <laughs> Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because I think that's becoming a new thing, the way that they make TV now and we have to binge, right? You're going to binge through one whole show. Yeah. Um, I think I call it batching, right? Where you take, you know, like, no, I'm just going to do five or six now, yeah. wait a little bit and then I'll, and I do it with podcasts a lot where I'm like, I'm too behind. So now I'm going to listen through two episodes or let them back up to catch up. Nice. I have a, I have an Excel sheet you should look at. That's uh, uh pretty, pretty. <laughs> wow. That crazy. is so nerdy, Robin. Just, shows and what order I'm going to watch them in and what days I'm going to watch them on. <laughs> yeah, I have a- So at the end of the year you have a full journal of everything you've watched though, don't you? Pretty I mean, my Twitter feed alone uh would say exactly what I watched on what day. So Yeah. Uh but the Excel sheet I'm is sure the plan. Some way to <laughs> What is it? I'm sure that you could do one of those things like because uh, what do they call it now? Super statistics where they, you know, run them through computers and find out, you know, certain things like they, oh, yeah. you know, you'd run your, your TV journal through there and find out you're always kind of dark on Thursday. You always want <laughs> it's, you know, something Twilight Zone or. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like, look at my statistics and be like, oh, man, in November, murders are up. Murders are up. <laughs> All right. I can't. Okay. <laughs> I zombie, I zombie. All right, so <laughs> the episodes we're going to be talking about are Astro Burger, uh, Dead Rats, Live Rat, Live Rat, Brown Rat, White Rat. There it is. Yeah, get your get your Theodore Geisel on. <laughs> yes, and of course Blaine's World, Blaine's World, Blaine's World. Party time! Excellent. Excellent. All right. We're bonded for life. Okay. <laughs> so uh, let's first talk about Astro Burger. Josh, what was your thoughts on that you were thinking about for Astro Burger, rewatching it? Um, I guess uh, it, it was more overall, but the, the thing that started to crystallize for me is how chapter-oriented uh, stories in uh, – 
Oh, and Rob Thomas's Universe R. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I, it, it had been such a long time, I think, since I'd revisited some of these. Yeah. Um, they feel like uh, J.K. Rowling type chapters, and I mean that in a complimentary type way. You know at the end you're going to get a new piece of information that's going to throw you to the next episode. Yeah. Um, and, and the story unfurls in a nice way. Um, I, I'm still conflicted about them killing the uh, astronaut. <laughs> it, was, it always feels sort of wrong. Yeah. But I, and it's all in off Camerville, you know. It just happens. Yeah. I thought there was going to be like a whole episode about Blaine having to kill this astronaut, and you know, Blaine maybe dealing with like a moral crisis and pushing his way through it, kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Well, and it, it seems that Blaine's real. Like they they want to make him as evil as possible. Yeah as quick as possible so that they can flip the script and start making us like him, which it, you know, job accomplished. David Anders is charming and I already like him. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you know, he has killed tons of runaways off camera. It's just, it's crazy. <laughs> it's just like all this stuff has happened off camera. So every once in a while you catch yourself like going like rooting for him, especially in the second season against his father. Um, uh, but you have to keep reminding yourself, like this guy just like blew Lowell's head off a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In this first episode, like, uh, Liv has to act like she doesn't know that, uh, Blaine killed Lowell. Mm-hmm. And then I can't remember what happens in the next season when Liv has to like work with Blaine. So I can't wait to see all the things that I've forgotten about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember watching these episodes week to week and I'm like rereading my old notes and like, wow, there's just the stuff, the theories we'd come up with, just we'd make up whole other plots in our head. And then the next week would happen and it'd all be torn down. (laughs) Whereas in this rewatch, it's kind of like, you know, just watching through and you know, whatever, what's happening with each one, but there's still like just super fun episodes. Yeah, the, the yes, the fun quotient is something that I really attach to. Yeah, I, I think that uh, the the chuckling and the laughing, and, and again, the creativity of the writers is always on display. Um, I, I remember being very surprised that Ravi was so close to the cure so early on. Mm. That I, this was, and this happens in this episode, right? Like he really starts pushing the cure farther forward, and it'll track on. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, yeah, I remember watching at the time, like this is not. It's not going to happen. He's, he's, this is there's got to be a zombie at the center of this show, you know, and it's got to be live. So, <laughs> right, yeah, absolutely. I remember thinking like, wow, they're maybe they've gotten too out of hand here, but but it actually, I think it res- resolves itself nicely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so he he cures he he causes Hope. he gives the he gives the mouse he gives the rat zombieism, then he cures it, and then it dies. Yeah. And then he creates another uh, a cure. New hope. Okay, he. Right. Uh, That's a Star Blaine Wars. Blaine gets half. <laughs> yes, Blaine gets half the dose, and uh, Major gets half the cure because there's enough in there for two people. Why can't Ravi recreate it? Be- tainted utopia. Yeah, that, tainted yeah, utopia. There was only a certain amount of tainted utopium that he had, and he used it up. That was it. Oh, okay. He said he even said he had one dose, maybe two. And he wasn't ready to mm-hmm. test it on Liv yet, even though Liv wanted to just throw all her cares away and worry for another day and just uh, see if it <laughs> would work. Why am I quoting Fraggle Rock? Fraggle Rock. This is what I was like. If I was major and I was in the loony bin hmm. and 
Liv came to visit me, and then I found out, oh, she's not here to visit me. She's here because there's a dead body. I think I would be, I would be offended. <laughs> yeah, that you're only here because there's a dead body. Yeah, I think Major should be offended about a lot of the way that Liv treats him in the first season. You know, it, it is jarring the difference of uh, the structure of story between first season and second season. But yeah, that part was a little little crazy. And then, uh, but every part that involves Scotty is great. So I'll take it. We have to go to the <laughs> mental institution to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was even thinking about you know like Major in 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 off screensville um had uh developed kind of a friendship with Donnie would uh play chess with him was he in there for like a week maybe two weeks right and uh you know was really kind of upset when he found him dead in the bathtub and then I was like thinking like did did major ever meet Don E in season two and did he ever have any sort of reaction like holy crap Scott E <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did because oh, it did? was when they let him out of the coffin, yes. and he was there, and and Donnie was like twins or or something like that. Uh, yeah, he he, yeah. he could tell. Yeah, Major was having the big reaction, and then he's like, "Yeah, it, it's weird. We're twins. <laughs> Calm right. down." <laughs> well, you know, Josh, we discover his discover this actor's discovery. We came up on uh, not too long ago mm. in the sh- with the show uh, Hellcats. Hellcats. Oh, is he in Hellcats? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Um, I, yeah, I don't. I think I've only seen him on this show. I, he does. He's very. He, he can handle a Rob Thomas line, which I do. Yeah. Uh, I think is a compliment to an actor because there are some that stumble over them. Yep. And and in this episode, I'm thinking, oh man, Donnie's got a got a nephew out there. He doesn't know anything about. <laughs> Maybe they'll pick up that plot point sometime. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And moving on. Uh, we did kind of touch on Lowell, uh, a few minutes ago, but I, I, I wanted to kind of talk about like how they're really kind of trying to repair the gaping wound that they gave us without thinking that they would give it to, like, it would be such a gaping wound by, uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the, the romancy stuff with major kind of comes on a little strong here, but then it's almost like a test because it's just a it's just like one of her vision not a vision but her hallucination um yeah so uh, this is one of those uh yeah six sense type plots right where they're 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 purposely messing with you i think the second time through it's not as much fun as you know having your brain ripped out of your head the first time i remember that when we recorded that podcast and i was just uh, you know i was so stunned by it I, I, it was oh i was stunned this time oh yeah i was shocked i completely forgot about it <laughs> Well, and they do the double twist, right? Like one half of it is that and you think it's over Mm -hmm. and then they stick the knife in with Major at the end where you're like, oh, of course that was all made up. Yeah. Yeah. The Johnny Frost kept saying 63 degrees and 17. Was it Darren Morris, right? Is that his name? Yeah. Oh, he's so wonderful. I can't wait. I'm sure he'll be in season three somehow. Oh yeah, I already know he is. Uh, there was there was a shot on set him and uh, uh, Ken Marino are in one episode together. Oh, um, the great, the beautiful, the amazingly talented <laughs> Ken Marino. Yes, Veronica Mars refer- uh, uh, veterans, uh, Ken Marino and Darren Morris. Uh, Darren Norris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I wrote here, I I said that I love 
I love that they give Darren Norris a chance to give this like really heightened performance to Johnny Frost without it actually ever really being Johnny Frost. Like he's never, he never actually has a conversation with her. He is the only Johnny Frost is only on the TV set. That's it. He never actually visits live ever. <laughs> so yeah. it's just so, I don't know. Uh, the, the, the dancing. Oh my God. The dancing. <laughs> I love it so much. And then the snoring in the car, just hilarious. Yeah. That actor doesn't get enough credit and Andy doesn't get enough voice work. Cause he's, he's one of those guys that you hear all the time on cartoons when you're, if your kids happen to be of cartoon watching age. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is he on anything these days at all that you know of? Or? The last, I know he, he worked really steady on uh fairly odd parents, but I know uh, I haven't, that's usually where I've heard his voice. I'm pretty sure. Right. Right. Um, oh, uh, I was thinking about Scott E's video. I, I made a note. I was like, how did he take that video on the boat without being attacked at all? Like there's like this, what the first part of that video is on the boat and people are going crazy all over the place around him. And then all of a sudden it cuts to live on the beach, digging into some dude's, you know, brains. Yeah. Did they ever resolve the video? Like, it feels like that came up, but I don't remember it being destroyed. But I'm sure it was. Well, it was on the phone, and then they said something about uh, uh, Scott E sent it to a friend in in TV, and that's where Liv drew the connection to Johnny Frost. But then it turned out not to be Johnny Frost. And yeah. they found the phone in the toilet of the orderly. The, the orderly had the phone yeah. in the toilet and a big bag of peels. Right, yeah, like he was doing contraband inside for the people that are inside. Yeah, that makes sense. But there he, you go. He took the he took the video on his phone, but I thought he sent it to a friend in television. At least that's what mm. Scott E. Major related. That's what Scott E. told him. And yeah. so mm-hmm. you know, as I mean, this phone technology is kind of funny because you know she opens up the videos <laughs> folder of the phone, and all the videos on the phone are <laughs> named. Like who names their video phone videos? <laughs> Nobody. No. I don't even think that's a function. Is that an Android thing? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, and then, and then I'm like, okay, so he sent it to somebody. Uh, if he sent it to somebody in local TV, does wouldn't that be in the sent folder, like the number at least? Uh, you know. Yeah. Well, it's one of those magic TV phones, right? Yeah. Just just enough to cause plot problems yeah. and then move on. Yeah. Uh, Although it, it would not surprise me if this video turns up again, like it could be the kind of thing that would ruin Liz, right? Or the thing that they could blackmail her with this company in the future, right? Like the new big bads in town. Maybe, maybe that's the friend in TV somehow got it to Vivian, and that's how Vivian knew to come to Seattle. Yeah, um, you you haven't really been listening to our rewatch podcast, right? No, I, I listened oh, to yeah. I listened to last episode. I listened to the first one. So yeah, I've been in and out, but you, I'm, did, I'm here. No, it's okay. I'm not trying to call you out. Did you hear my theory about how Liv might have infected Blaine? No, <laughs> I have a theory that uh, that okay. So was it a dancing demon? <laughs> uh, something isn't quite right there. Um, <laughs> so so my theory is that Liv. Okay, so Liv went to this boat party. There and and there is Blaine handing out Utopium, boat party Utopium, of course, um, mm-hmm. and you know getting kids high and it looks like he's high in his own stash of it. And uh, you know he he hits on Liv, and Liv 
gets mad and like he grabs her butt or something like that. And she wheels around and throws her Max Rager into his face, therefore turning him into uh. a zombie because he's already on the Utopium. He then reacts by reaching out and scratching her arm. <laughs> so my theory is that they both turned each other into zombies, but Liv turned him into a zombie first. Ah, uh, so you, so then we would revisit the boat to make this happen. Hmm, I, I could see it. Plus, it makes them like uh, the Joker and Batman, right? The same moment formed them: <laughs> yes. one dark, one good. Yes, yes, exactly. And and it even further backs up my theory is that you know Scott E um, didn't know anything about zombies until he went to that boat party, and he went to that boat party with Blaine. And so wouldn't he know or be infected as well by using Utopium or being around this tainted Utopium? But no, he'd have to get Max Rager splashed in his face by uh, a young nurse to uh, get turned. So Scotty yeah. is not a zombie. Blaine is a zombie. So that's... Wait, she was not a nurse. She was a doctor. Excuse me, a doctor. Wow, that was incredibly Resident. sexist of me. <laughs> Very sexist. Gosh. Topple the patriarchy. <laughs> yes, goddamn patriarchy. <laughs> Consider it typled. It's toppled. <laughs> uh, anyway, my my stupid theory aside, this episode I love because it is just masterful story plotting. It's written by Kit Boss, and just rewatching it again and thinking it all through. It all it all just tracks, except for the one thing about the the video where where it goes to, where it was sent to. Was it sent anywhere at all? I don't know. Yeah. Well, and, and it just seems like too significant a detail in a Rob Thomas show to not come back around or be tied up. Mm. Like, it does seem like the kind of thread he'd leave out there until, oh, and now we play this card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I had a couple other notes here. I ch- I'm trying not to be long-winded tonight. Steph, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Just what, what breaks my heart is, you know, where she... Oh, that's not... Wait, hold on. Wrong episode. <laughs> Skip that. Go on, Robin. All right. Um, I, I wish Liv got to sample some astronaut brains. I wish somebody got to sample astronaut brains. I wish we could have seen a, yeah, a revision of somebody on, this, on the needs moon. To be, needs to be more of the story of the astronaut brains yeah. instead of it just being a MacGuffin. It's just a MacGuffin. They're gone. I'm, you know, I, we never hear from them again. Do No, wait. She hands them over. She hands them over to uh, Blaine. In. Because Blaine pretends to release Major to her, but that's not somebody from Major. Health and Shelter. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, just never any fair there, is it? Those poor kids at Health and Shelter. I guess they got last season off. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, they're just filling that place up again so they can all be murdered once again. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, uh, Vertigo. Uh, an amazing reference, of course, to the, a movie where someone sees something that might not be real. But I was looking at IMDb trivia, and duh, of course, Vertigo is also the comic publisher of the iZombie comic. Uh... Oh, that is a good reference. You know, um, uh, we as we talked about it on both of our episodes at the time, all the Vertigo stuff, both Steph and I uh, were on the same page as saying that Vertigo is not a very fun movie. I think you were too, Robin. Yeah. All of us talked about, like, it's, you know, like, if you're going to watch a Hitchcock movie, go for something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah I fun. don't understand why it's so highly regarded. I just oh, can't get so, into it. It's it's really well done, and, and it's just it's seeing Jimmy Stewart at his absolute worst, but it is it is a movie you're like, you can't just throw on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<clears throat> and actually, hey, speaking of which, I found this person here. Hold on. Who is this? Hey, what did I miss? Hey! <laughs> <gasps> She's been here the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, M. Melissa. M. The pod- <laughs> Sorry. So you just M. Night Shyamalan the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh. nope. Me and Bruce Willis, we've been dead the whole time. Spoilers. Spoilers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hey, we're just about to wrap up uh, our discussion of Astro Burger. Did you have anything that you wanted to mention about Astro Burger? Just catching you as you're walking in the door. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just it's uh, it's been a whirlwind of yeah. fun after school activities today. So <laughs> now we're ready. We'll turn the page. We got notes for the next one too. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. So our next one is Dead Rat, Live Rat, Brown Rat, White Rat. Uh, I can't believe I said that without completely stumbling. Uh, my notes from last year did mention that this is Rose McIver's favorite of season one and uh, written by Diane Ruggiero Wright. So anybody want to? Hey, this yeah. is- oh, go ahead. Sorry. I just, just the going back between the, the perky cheerleader and the stoner guy and then the perky cheerleader again. <laughs> I can imagine that that would be fun to play. Yeah, you you brought up something on the podcast the first time um, you guys were talking about the episode that the uh, pieces seem to fit together. Like Diane's episodes, I'm I'm on first name basis with her, even though we've never spoken. But uh, <laughs> oh, oh we episode. all know Diane. Diane, of course, uh, was on here for. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> we're lucky enough to get her to stop by. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yes, and that uh, that the uh, writers seem to connect their two episodes that they write in a season. Going back through it, have you noticed that again, or is it just sort of uh, uh, more story based? Well, this one certainly connects to the next one um, more because we have the case continuing and then getting wrapped up, almost like they said. Eh, we don't really want a case in the last episode, so let's just kind of leave the this case from the the rat episode and cliffhang it into the next. Uh, <laughs> that's really yeah. all I got from connections. I mean, otherwise, other than the ongoing story. Um, uh, so, let's see, my notes uh, major. Um, if you're watching this, I am already dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and let's see. Uh, oh yeah, I just uh, what's so sad about this episode is where Liv is the perky cheerleader, and her and, and Peyton are bonding. She's fixing Peyton's hair, yeah. and they're they're planning to go to spin class, and then the next few days she's on the stoner brain, and she's not going to, you know, she's not interested. Yes, and. Yeah. For a minute, Peyton, Peyton gets live back, right? Yeah, she she yeah. actually back as her original friend. Because, you um, know, Stoner is almost like, you know, it's a funnier version of what Peyton was dealing with at the beginning of the season, which is just completely withdrawn Liv. Yeah, doesn't care, can't get interested in anything. And uh, Yeah, that's true. You know, and cheerleader Liv, you know, as perky as she was, she was also very positive and friendly and probably reminded her of her old friend, you know. Uh, yeah. I, so this show takes place in Seattle, yeah, right? Yep. So I guess it's no surprise then. There's there's kind of a higher percentage of stoners <laughs> that, that brains get eaten. <laughs> does it seem like she she's got to do the stoner thing a few times now? <laughs> oh, we're gonna be talking about it again next week when we cover Zombie Bra. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you know, it's that and, well, there's your connection. I mean, those both those episodes are written by Diane, so she must love writing that brain, you know? <laughs> sure, 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 That's sure. <laughs> sure. She has a serious California medical condition and we support it. <laughs> Diane, you do you. You do you. <laughs> I love where uh, Clive is assuming that Liv is having a vision. And she's just spaced out. (laughs) (laughs) It is interesting to go back to this time period where Clive is a Babineau, which we all remember as a character who is not aware of the primary conceit of the show. (laughs) And uh, it is interesting to put him back in the closet. (laughs) Yeah, and he actually ate brains in this one, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Like real ones. Mm. I can't wait for next season when that, that hopefully that's got to come back up, right? Like, and by the way, I'm never going to forgive you for making me or letting me eat brains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, does, does she mention it? Like, oh yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, I got this funny thing to tell you. you know? <laughs> I don't think she ever brings it up. <laughs> no, she, she if she's smart, she never brings it up. I think the horror <laughs> of watching that scene the first time and when we covered it, we were very much talking about how crazy it was that Clive just ate brains. But this time I paid attention to what he was saying while uh, Liv was just quickly trying to wolf the rest of the pieces down that he's like, he all of a sudden starts talking about like, ah, oh, it's awesome. You're, you're like someone who's not skittish about sharing food. So, you know, <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I just thought that was a funny little character. Like Clive doesn't mind sharing food with, with anybody, you know, not his mug, of course, not his next mug, but food, definitely. Yeah. Which is kind of weird for him because he's generally a fairly private guy on the show too, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah, but he's also we learn he's a he he does like to cook, so maybe he's very much with the uh, the you know here take take a taste of this with the the soup spoon or whatever the sauce spoon, you know. <laughs> I, I can't. I love this. I want to see home Clive like more home Clive. That that fabulous. This show apartment. is better with Clive. Yeah, yes, totally agree. More Clive, more Clive. <laughs> um. Oh, can we? Oh, go ahead. Can we talk about the the big fight scene at the end? Are we skipping to the end because this is the first time they really spent budget and gave uh, Liv a stunt coordinator and did a ton of work. That that knife fight is so amazing at the end of this, and it feels like it's really dangerous, even though you know they're not going to kill Liv. But right. uh, the stakes are really great in it. Yeah, and it's just like a closed quarter fight. They both got knives. You see Liv actually getting stabbed. This is not something we usually see, you know. I Well, yeah, she gets stabbed through both hands in the in the side. In the side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I love I mean, I eat them right up these these uh uh rare moments when there's like action on the show. I get so excited. I I wish, you know, I know this is not that show every week, you know, but man, it's it I just love having a little action scene towards the end of the episodes. Um, I was kind of expecting it, yeah. the show to do that when we when she's jumping on the top of a car in the pilot, you know, <laughs> zombie superpowers. You would think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, it, I, I mean, I think Rob Thomas is pretty good at uh, mastering the budget, so he's like, "Well, when we do it, we're going to do it." Yeah. But let's build up to it and make it happen. So I, I will take that payoff. But yeah, they're not getting uh, Agents of Shield money on this show, are they? <laughs> yeah. right. Shield isn't getting Agents of Shield money either. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> Um, uh, want some of that sweet "This Is Us" budget? Mm, you bet. Me too. <laughs> we can buy us some Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and and of course, uh, just got to mention Matthew McCall was great on this show. 
and uh, we get even we get a little video of him murdering a doctor in the next episode too. But uh, yeah, Sebastian Meyer was super scary. Yeah, what happens when a sociopath becomes a zombie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was a good villain for, for Liv to get over her fear of having to dispatch of zombies because I do like that the show uh, is smart in that these aren't superheroes. They're real people. So like Major as a uh, as a bounty hunter, you know, killer is not very good. He always makes bad, stupid decisions. Yeah. But like if I became a killer right away, I'm pretty sure I would make a mistake like at the very beginning and get caught. Like And Major does that kind of stuff. I, I do like the and respect the show for making that decision. He's like Blade. <laughs> he's like he's like Day <laughs> very wise. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he can't pull off Wesley Snipes, but no. but he is a, a zombie killing other zombies. Yeah. Well, well, now except we didn't know he wasn't. Wait, are we spoiling anything? We can spoil. <laughs> this is what the rewatch is all about. We're we're looking at what we have and looking at what what comes later and just kind of making it all just having a discussion. That's all. All spoilers. So I would say, too, Major has the arc of the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even think Liv's arc is as good as Major's. His his fall into, like, learning a secret and becoming obsessed and spiraling out of control is the thing that makes the first season of, season of iZombie <laughs> something special. Yeah, I remember podcasting about it and just being like, I'd rather talk about what's going on with Major right now. Because, <laughs> you know, especially when yeah. Liv's, like, gets him... He goes and commits himself and Liv doesn't tell him about zombies. You know, it's really more in Major's. Yeah, because this, the show is so light. Yeah. It's so light and delightful and the dialogue is so funny. And then he slowly is – he is he brings the darkness. Mm. His, his uh, story brings the darkness and the drama mm-hmm. to the show. And watching yeah. it this time, it, was, it just broke my heart. This, the first time I enjoyed it. Now going through it, I feel like I'm so emotionally attached to Major as a character. It like really disturbed me and broke my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when just nobody's telling him the truth and he's just, you know, buying guns and looking at YouTube videos. By the way. Committed himself to to the, oh my, that's so, that's. Getting beaten down by Julianne a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. But then what we get at the end is amazing. But we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> yes. I, I did want to ask uh, what your thoughts, folks, were, were. Was that a real zombie in that YouTube video that Major was watching? Well, let's oh. hope so, right? <laughs> yeah, because we, we see it shot in the head. Yeah. Or I guess, yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope so because, yeah, I, 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 I have no words for – I'm sure YouTube would pull that, right? I know just a little bit about the YouTube universe. I've made a few videos. Yeah. But they have a pretty stringent, like, no violence, no – like, I, I think they remove gunshot stuff from there too hmm. unless it's, you know, obviously filmed. Hmm. But Oh, but – I mean, again, nobody thinks it's real. They yeah. all think it's a movie. Much like The Walking Dead. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there are clips of The Walking Dead all over YouTube. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And some of those get dispatched pretty gruesomely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 and we've never really gotten out of Seattle either. I, I'm guessing with this next group of big bads, we're actually going to find out how you know predominant the zombie problem is all over the world, right? The worldwide like, syndicate of... Yes. Zombies. Yes, and this zombie team six is that whatever, whatever the <laughs> the bastards that killed Rob Thomas, uh. <laughs> but but the singer, not the important yeah, one. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Uh, yeah, and I'm I, you know, one of our one of our 
ongoing discussions on this show is how zombies are created. <laughs> so, oh. you know, it's almost like we almost got a handle on it by the end of season two. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's zombies everywhere. And it's just like, well, how did they get turned into zombies? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I like the way that they, they only explain what they need to. And again, that that's one of the things, like, I think Lost always made that mistake. Like, they tried to over-explain things and then it would always be like, uh, what? I'm not sure it works like that, guys. So they're probably doing the right thing by not explaining it too much. But it would be nice to have a good set of rules we really understood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think that we're not supposed to think about some things very deeply. Just take it and go on. Right, because a scratch... A scratch or blood in, uh, or, or or contact to blood, right? It seems like almost like an STD. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, I've tried interrogating worry. some of those people, those people from that show. There, uh, nobody seems to. <laughs> yeah, I, I assume they have a list of rules on yeah. the on the back yeah. of the door, right? Yeah. They just don't tell anyone. Because yeah. well, what was that one movie uh, that basically said zombieism was a form of rabies? Oh, 28 days later. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it was more of a, a disease that you contracted. And it's kind of similar here. But, I mean, at least, I mean, at least there are clear-cut rules and there's no, like, weird sparkly vampires or, you know, like, it makes sense. They didn't just kind of make up some weird stuff. They had right. to, and they also <laughs> had to make it be feasible to uh, turn other people into zombies on television with a decent budget. Yeah. So they can't have like a big old full zombie attack and people biting and blood and no because, budget. yeah, there's no budget for that. Unless you go to the Heinz 57 factory and see if they can get a deal on ketchup. But good news, guys, we're going to be able to film the scene. Bad news. The ketchup's very old and kind of smells bad. <laughs> Don't wear any clothes you like. <laughs> uh, I, Rob Thomas was talking to her during during a, a, a press tour about how. You know, they're going to start talking about how zombieism is like the next step in evolution, you know, like are these like higher beings, you know, uh, but so I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how they do that. Hopefully again. Yeah. Hopefully it's not explained too much, but man, I just, I just want some solid stuff, you know, but I know some well, listeners get, get dri- driven nuts by me talking about it over again, <laughs> but sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, well, I've got a I've got a book recommendation. Yeah, that that is somewhat. It's not I zombie related, but it is zombie related, mm-hmm. and it's called uh, The Girl with All the Gifts. I'm reading it. Um, <laughs> no way! I'm literally reading it. <laughs> Holy moly! Okay. Wait, I can say literally reading it about literally read. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, you're not because you'd be reading it right now. That's true. Yeah, you're, you're liter- literaturally reading. I'm <laughs> oh, literally yeah, reading it. <laughs> And I'm not even we, doing that. I'm listening to an audiobook. But uh, yeah, oh, that that's, still counts. Yeah, it still counts. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I'm loving it so far. I mean, the the I, I'm only into the first few chapters, um, but it's almost like you got to figure out that. I mean, I knew going into it that is it, it is a zombie tale, but as you're going into it, you're from the perspective of this child that's locked up. And you're wondering why and you're like all the conditions are in. And then, you know, it soon becomes apparent that, you know, this is dystopia and it's zombies and it's humans locking all these zombies up. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. There's a movie yeah. too. So I'm, I'm kind of one of those. Really? Yeah. I'm kind of one of those people that has to read the book before the movie. 
Unless I'm Always. semi-interested. But zombie stuff, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> a, a new movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did, it get, did it just get added to your library list? Yes. <laughs> uh, what else? The girl. The girl, right? The girl. The girl, yes. Yes. Without the gifts. Uh, oh, uh, I... I have to say, after watching the entire season of Hellcats on this show, I did uh, appreciate Liv's telling Ravi that cheerleading is a sport. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about that connection the first time, but yeah, you're right. That makes sense. Uh, and uh, Especially since Peyton was a Hellcat. Right. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. 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 That's the reference. Uh, uh, Peyton mentioning that she's having sex with Ravi all the time. <laughs> Which, you know, yeah, that was interesting, and they did make it official, right? She's a full time cast regular for season three. Yes, yes. Thank goodness. Yeah, see, I couldn't tell if uh, Peyton was kidding about that. Yeah, was she kidding about that? They- I don't know. They went into the other room. There was giggling. the The Hellfire Demon was very much interested in watching. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was yeah, yeah. The, the, that whole the whole narrative of that story kind of f- makes everything fall apart, and you're not sure you can trust any scene that you're watching because Liv is so uh, corrupted That's by the true. brain. Was right? there giggling at all? Hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to speak for all men, but I'm pretty sure that giggling's a may, maybe a bad response. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at you! Wow. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, but hopefully, Doctor. Hopefully, Doctor Ravi didn't leave her giggling. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she t- does talk to Liv about the whole like uh, Ravi reminds her of an old boyfriend or something like that. He was nerdy, but I, re- I forget what she says. Um, but yeah, the heartbreak of seeing Ravi in his suit at the end. He was confident. Confident. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, he was confident, but he, he like that guy wasn't confident. Yeah, okay. You said it. All right. Um, oh, and of course the the big reveal to Peyton, and yeah, the the connective tissue, like you said about this about these episodes, is like uh, Liv got to practice doing this reveal to uh, head major, not real major, but head major uh, in the previous episode. But this time she tries it with Peyton, of course, after murdering somebody in front of her. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't go as good. She actually does better in real life with Peyton, I think, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it comes across very sweet, and but I can't judge Peyton for running out of the room. Not at all. <laughs> but that was such a weird uh, exit from a character. It was so mm-hmm. odd. Yeah, yeah, the TV writers got involved there. You can see, and we need you not contractually obligated for the next episode. Yeah. Run away. Run away. Yeah, she's out of here. <laughs> and, oh, man, I remember – when it was up in the air, whether or not she was going to come back or not. And I liked her, you know? Uh, Yeah. She had a pilot that was up that year that if it had gotten picked up, she would have had to go off to that. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, (laughs) I'm glad she's a regular now though. Yeah. Me too. She, Ali Mushaka is great. She, she can do no wrong in my book. Yeah. Gosh. And you know, now we're just huge fans of Ali since the watching all the Hellcats on this show. So, Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple other notes I had here. Uh, I love the scene with Liv talking to the girl Tate in the interrogation room. You're being so oh, strong. Yeah. <laughs> I had this thing with an ex-boyfriend and now I want to get fro- Froyo with you and tell you all about it. I can cut next period. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that instant bond. Pinky swears. Yeah. 
Uh, the other... It is interesting. Liv is basically uh, – she always is dealing with the actions of a past her that she had no control over. Right, I think that most of the comedy comes from that. Right, she she couldn't help that she was a stoner for two days eating stoner brain, but she has to live with the ramifications of everyone remembering that you were like stoned for three days. Like, why? Uh, but it is literally not her fault. Yeah, is it literally? <laughs> I, I can feel like we're in dangerous uh, uh, water here with punctuation and the grammar police are going to get us. So, figuratively, <laughs> I took this next note. Um, <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, Liv, uh, related. Uh, Liv watching Tom and Jerry is just uh, hilarious. Yeah. Um, Liv quoting uh, Slater from Dazed and Confused, a movie that I watched uh, probably hundreds of times in my twenties. Uh, uh, I know you <laughs> when she sees the cartoonist. <laughs> Uh, Has anyone ever nailed a cast better in their young directing career than Richard Linklater there? I mean, he just picked nothing but winners. uh, I mean, it was like, uh, Ben Affleck, you can be a little part in this. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. That that McGonaghy guy is pretty good, I hear. Just a great movie. (laughs) Uh, Oh, uh, Luda is in this, the henchman Luda, and Blaine shoves a knife in his throat, and he's nearly mute for the rest of the season. And I'm thinking, oh, man, Blaine kind of prefers these kind of henchmen, huh? (laughs) The ones that can barely speak. <laughs> Either that or some of the ladies on casting like the idea of bringing in six foot five, two hundred muscle bound guys to do auditions every year, and then and then by the end of the season they kill them off to bring in a fresh crop of new guys to go through auditions. <laughs> uh, all right, that's all the notes I have for that episode. Do you guys have anything else? Or oh, no, we've been we're sitting here ready to talk uh, about not turning around. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, driving in, uh, you know, the minivan with the child seats, you know, cruising through suburban Vermont and just screaming at the top of my lungs, chop, 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 (laughs) chop. This show, uh, Rob Thomas shows in general, have had such an amazing ability to not only grab great songs, but the perfect songs. Mm. Like the iZombie theme is perfect. Uh, The Veronica Mars one is Still one of my top ten songs. I just I, I oh, burn yeah. a hole in that song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I uh, may be doing a bonus podcast all about the music of iZombie. I'm really inspired because I've just been listening to my iZombie Spotify playlist over and over again, especially rewatching season one and just being like, oh yeah, that song. I love that song. <laughs> I love the song. It's in Astroburger when Major. Leaves, mm. but then he comes back because Liv has invited him to uh, sleep on the couch. Electric Love by Bjorns. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, when the wow. door opens, just love. Wow, that was good. Yeah. I like that. Was that good? Those were all notes. <laughs> that was great. good. <laughs> yeah, see, and, and maybe I won't do a music the episode. End, the end of the end of these uh, the end of the season. <laughs> there, uh, Liv and Major are getting so close, and it's it's building up to that. Yeah moment where she explains all about zombieism and it's all in her head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, so sad. Tragic. <laughs> yeah. They twist the knife. So good. So Blaine's world, Blaine's world written by Rob Thomas. <laughs> um, I, my first note is, uh, after the title credits are done, I love how Clive catches us up with the case of the week. Literally. Oh man. I wrote literally in this, in these notes. <laughs> Laying out what? glamour shots for every character that he's talking about. Even Sebastian took a glamour shot for the uh, the Seattle PD. 
I have no idea how <laughs> okay. this happened, where he got these photos from. Who's taking glamour shots of these people? My only problem, my pro- or my main problem with this these last couple episodes, the asshats. Okay, <laughs> yeah. there is Cameron. Mm-hmm. There's Trudy. Uh, what's the Nate? Uh, who? What? Nate. 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 Yeah. And who's uh, the the Bex girl? Teresa. Bex. Teresa. Ah, Bex is the Ter- dead cheerleader. No, no, that's Kimber. Kimber. Okay, Kimber's the cheerleader. Who's the the dark headed girl? Dark headed girl is Teresa. Teresa, I like that actress. She's yeah. been in a lot of Vancouver shows. Okay, Nate and Cameron. Uh-huh. I get them confused. I don't know which one's which. Who was the one that was supposed to be? It's supposed to have been with Kimber. Uh, that was uh, uh, Nate. He's the one where we got this was, great flash of him sticking his tongue out and coming towards his the camera. tongue down her throat. Oh, oh about the seatbelts make your boobs pop. <laughs> We've oh. all been there, guys. We've used that line. It's, it's always a success. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. If I could go back and shake myself in high school and say, don't say that. That's not nice. <laughs> So, so yeah. who's the one that got away with the money? Cameron. Yeah. Cameron. Yeah, I had to. I, I had to rethink out this case as well. And uh, at least at, listening to the episodes that we recorded previously, I can tell you that none of us understood it, <laughs> and that it just didn't matter because we just, you just it's really like thin tinsel to get you to the meat of the story, which is yeah. tissue paper in the gift bag. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Throw that behind the yourself. Car? Max Ranger. <laughs> Oh, okay. And I believe yeah, somebody they, uh, Max from Rager's Ma- trying to shut them all down. I believe somebody from Max Rager killed. Th- no, wait, Cameron killed Teresa with the pool balls. Nice ball right. sack. Uh, <laughs> and he picked his scab to leave his blood there. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. That, too many weird details in the writers' room on that one. I think. Yeah. <laughs> At the moment, they're like, and then we'll say he picked a scab, and everyone stop talking. We're, we do we too much information. This isn't CSI. <laughs> yep. All I can say is, I think we maybe. Oh, you're just, you're saying we didn't figure it out last year, <laughs> last time. So maybe we didn't figure it out. But I'm not interested in figuring it. I think I have it all straight in my head. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I agree. It, but again, it's one of those. I think, as uh, Stephanie said, the more you think about it, it falls apart. Don't think about it. The writers are like, yeah, move on, move on. <laughs> you know what really irritated me about uh, uh, looking back on my notes in this episode? All over my notes, I'm referring to uh, Gilda as Hillary, and I got that name because Vaughn talked to a a voice, his receptionist, a female voice through his intercom, and, and her name was Hillary. And he had like, you know, Liv and Clive paged in. So then at the end of the episode, you know, Gilda has already talked to Cameron and Gilda shows up during his little meditation and drops the newspaper. So I naturally just assumed that Gilda's name was actually Hillary and she was the receptionist and some sort of like, I don't know, you know, like Lex Luthor has like the, like, was it Marcy, his body man? Tess Bacher. What's that? Mrs. Tess Bacher. Yeah, no, the movie? no, I'm thinking about, uh, like the cartoons, but ah. the comics and stuff, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I just thought that she was kind of like this all purpose, like, you know, she took his appointments and also went out and did some, you know, collecting money and Wet work. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I have to say that I like the way that not only Von Du Clark, but all of his staff being sort of 
folded into this season so that they can blossom into season two's, uh, you know, more potential big bad is is one of the more fun ways that this show is constructed. Yeah. You know, someone can pop up and then come back later even bigger because we yeah. have the the, ma- the mafia guy from season two. Right. He's still in the wind and has something to do with next season. Correct. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Uh, the the guy from Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Easy boss. Yeah, I, I actually one of my notes from l- that time actually said like he's got to get more tainted utopium. So maybe next season we'll be we'll be seeing Ravi trying to deal with drug dealers. You know, and I was <laughs> kind of on on the note. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I apologize to anybody who goes back and listen. Did, did so you listen to that podcast, Josh? Did, did, was I saying Hillary all over the place? Do you remember? Probably not. No, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. And because she wasn't really a character at this point, I don't think that it, it didn't stick in any way. Yeah. And it was one of those two where I was like, ah, oh, there's probably a secretary. So, um, but yeah, by the time, uh, the season two rolls around, she becomes a much bigger character. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> I love how she's introduced, you know, the, the f- typing away on the phone, not even paying attention to this kid who's trying to appear like, you know, since he's killed a couple of his friends, he thinks he's, you know, a badass, uh, but he's, <laughs> I don't know, he, he's a, he's a jerk <laughs> and should not be taken seriously and should have been blown up. But yeah, we all get lucky. Sometimes I'd rather be lucky than good any day. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, I, I wrote that I like this. I like how this case is wrapped up in 20 minutes. And that's right about that time is where when uh, Blaine calls Liv and, you know, from uh, Major's phone and we're on our way. You know, I don't know. Oh, uh, shoot. I forgot to mention. Uh, I remember being kind of obsessed because this, this is character actor Brian Markinson playing the uh, research doctor that Vaughn's trying to get to come to Max Rager to work on, you know, on the drink. And right. I, the, the badge that everybody that they get dies that gets that job, right? It's the defense of the dark <laughs> arts of the iZombie world. Yeah. I just thought he was going to be a bigger deal because, you know, he's he's in a lot of things, that, that actor. Um, but, yeah, I, I, maybe he was in one other episode but this. but He probably got something else. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But they, well, they get something planned and then the, the, the actor gets a gig. Yeah. That's the way it goes. <laughs> uh, creepy stares a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, the I, I just so major is locked up in the meat cute. Oh, uh, Suzuki gets a call over his radio and gets the address of a noise complaint, and so we actually have the address of meat cute set on the show. Yeah, I yeah I did notice that. Yeah, I Google mapped. I didn't it. write it down. I hit the Google Maps, <laughs> and in Seattle, it's an IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> so don't eat there <laughs> I'm warning the Seattle I, residents I expected, I expected you to say Starbucks <laughs> But that was just plain the odds uh, And then I, I fell into like a, a black hole of the internet I found a site where uh, They uh, Showed like all the filming locations Of so many different things For my zombie And you know links to the Google Maps there So you can kind of peek around the area yeah. so that that they film in vancouver right yeah so uh yeah meet cute is filmed in a butcher shop um so vancouver is beautiful if you can ever go go it's great oh i would love to i'm on the other side yeah. of the world from there so it's hard yeah 
Yeah. I'd love to go though. It's like I don't know. CWW. You're a lot Mecca. further north than the rest of us. That's true. <laughs> it's still three time zones away. Yeah. So that, that that part hurts. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so chop. 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 <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, I, I, how many times? I mean, I watched it three times. <laughs> I kept rewinding. Uh, the major going back into the meat cute. So awesome. Still awesome. It is, although his attack plan is kind of silly because mm-hmm. he just marches straight up to the glass. I think if he had gone back in through the back door, he could have gotten everyone unawares. Although I always am conflicted on this show because zombies can – we have seen two of them turned back into human beings – like the idea of killing a zombie that isn't completely gone is actually kind of murder on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? it gets ugly, or I guess it gets morally very gray very quick. Uh-huh. Yeah, and also the the thing where it's like to kill a zombie, you have to shoot them in the head. Well, we see like you know lots of people getting shot left and right. There's a few that you see get shot in the head. But not all of them. Um, well, I loved the video game filming too, style where when he got ready to shoot the one guy, they they pull to the side, and then you see the splatter effect, which yeah. is not a fun word to say out loud. But <laughs> but it does it does make you understand emotionally what's happening without it being so graphic. Oh, um, and but, yeah. sissy the chef, like almost getting getting the drop on major, but the major notices the knife coming out in the mirror. It's a great shot. Yes. Uh, yeah. The, the whole action scene is is shot just a little bit lower so that Major looks more like an action adventure hero, mm-hmm. and mm. the act the the actor can pull it off. I, uh, he looks really good in the sequence, and it's just you're right. I, I watched it twice. It's very fun. Yeah, he has that long torso. He's got that V. He does I hadn't noticed? Is it, does he have abs? I hadn't seen. Is there like oh, and he has the pit. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about friend of the show Robert Buckley. Uh, an amazing, awesome person, um, and the broad shoulders. Let's not forget the broad yes, shoulders. Yes. Gonna- yeah, I'm cursed with the myself. I, I have I have a lot of the same problem areas that he does. Yeah. <laughs> problem areas. Yeah, I'm just constantly like tearing my muscles, like and ripping shirts left and right. I just it's so terrible. Um, uh, I love the I love uh, Blaine how he's. His entrance after the whole shootout is just like he's just so disappointed in everything. <laughs> he's disappointed and disgusted. It's like what? Look what you did! <laughs> now I got to deal with a noise complaint. Uh, and uh, the, go ahead. The the Blaine stuff that I, re- I like. I said the the fact that this sequence comes down to the three of them. Mm-hmm. I, I think that this you know this sequence is is the best. And I I was I was right about one thing, and it was that. Blaine was going to use the information in his head as his bargaining chip yeah. and it, it gets him to the next season. So I, I do think that that's a brilliant piece of scripting. He's like, I know where the zombies are. And unless you want an apocalypse, you need to keep me alive. I know. And it's even, you know, your, your mind kind of blows up watching this for the first time going, you're right. Like where are these zombies? Who's getting fed? Like there's tons of brains going out of this place. There's only, there's like mountains of <laughs> runaway bodies being found, being dug up. Where, where are all these brains going? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, even in the first season, it's, you notice that the zombie population is pretty crazy. And it's like, again, mm-hmm. where do they come from? Uh, there's a, I won't, won't get started. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, it's probably just like one at a time, as opposed to The Walking Dead, when it's like, where are these hordes coming from? Well, The Walking Dead, we're all zombies. We just uh, we have to die. I know, but yeah. like, but like, this is rural Atlanta, rural Virginia, rural wherever. Where are these hordes of people coming from? Uh, yeah, you just keep walking from the place where all the people are. I stopped reading the comics, so I can make no claim to understand anything that happens on that show. Oh, I, I keep up with the comics, so I can constantly be disappointed with the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at some point, it just gets so dark, and they just want to break your heart. I just can't take it anymore. And I'm like, I like these characters too much. I don't want to watch them slowly die one at a time. <laughs> I'm not Jason or Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, hmm. uh, do, do you think that Liv using the needle on on Blaine was a good idea? And I and at the time we both I think both Melissa and I were of the opinion that she should have waited with Major to see what happened with Blaine. Yeah, <gasps> but she lost him. She didn't know where he went to. So yeah, and Major was dying. So like Major would have died there on the floor of Miku. Yeah, she hadn't saved him. Yeah, by killing him. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, of course she turned him to his, yeah, waiting to give him the cure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That was kind of rash to give him the cure. You're right. Um, but it does keep Ravi on the show, and we need we need Dr. Ravi on the show. So mm-hmm. <laughs> More Ravi. Uh, um, yeah, it was weird to have Major as a zombie for one scene. Yeah, it disappointed me. I was like, oh, come on. I can't, we, we, need, we need another friendly zombie on the show. That'd be cool. Yeah. Casper, the friendly zombie. <laughs> Something's not right there. <laughs> Uh, so, um, excuse me. The only other thing I have is where did Liv get that sweet four barrel, four barrel pistol from? <laughs> no idea. Yeah, no kidding. We, we, she did. We, I think we theorized originally, um, that it was the brain from Patriot, Patriot brains that she had kept the sniper's kit of guns and stuff when she left the roof. So maybe that was a gun from his kit. Could it have possibly been? Blaine shot Lowell in the head and dropped a gun and walked away. <laughs> and and she picked up the gun and the gun that killed Lowell, she was going to use to kill Blaine. Oh, there's some uh, li- uh, uh, literature there. I like that. Like the just desserts. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. See, I feel like the first time I saw it, I knew where the gun came from. But now I can't I can't remember. I didn't notice. And the only other thing I could think of she is she goes to Major's car and pulls it out of there. Like she's looking at Major's car because she... I have no idea. Why would she think no, there was she... a bunch of weapons in there? <laughs> and or um, Pirates of the Caribbean 15 is filming in Vancouver and there's just some extra prop guns around? <laughs> yeah. I'll take this biscuit. The streets of Seattle are just littered with semi-automatic guns. Don't you know that? It comes down with the rain. That's true. <laughs> That's true. No. No, of course not. <laughs> Uh, I feel like we should say more about Blaine's world, but it's just, I don't know, it, this case that we've already discussed gets wrapped up. And uh, I do like the scenes of Blaine and Major, him kind of torturing him. And, and yeah, he brings up uh, daddy issues in this episode. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to see what those daddy issues are all about next season. <laughs> I wondered if they I wonder if they wanted to get uh, Bohemian Rhapsody 
for that final scene in the meet cute. <laughs> Actually, in my old notes, uh, Rob Thomas wanted to use when doves cry, which would have been even more poignant <laughs> now. Yeah. But Prince yeah. Prince did not want to be affiliate, have his music affiliated with violence. So that's why they mm. Oh. And it would yeah. have been really expensive. Yeah. Actually, the song and every – like say that – I think one of the things about a Rob Thomas show is the last episode is actually – probably the least fun to talk about mm. because everything has been so set up that it's really just watching the dominoes actually fall in place. Yeah. And then he does a great job in five minutes of hooking you for the next season. So, but yeah, it, it there's just, it's just beautiful and there's, you know, you just watch it happen. So great. All right. Well, unless you guys have more notes, I have trivia. <laughs> I'm ready. Hands on buzzers. Melissa, are you ready? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did your I'm eyes just ready. like all of a sudden widen? Like what? <laughs> 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 I, now she's reading the note I pointed at that I wrote earlier that says there's trivia at the end. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, basically, and Steph loves it when we have guests on because it's not just her on the spot. <laughs> Uh, I have five questions each. Oh, I have 15 questions, uh, and you guys will just get five questions each. And I just quiz you. And if you got, if there's a, if there's a tie, hooray! There's a tie. I don't have any extra questions. This is just basically some fun trivia for you, and of course our listeners. Uh, so uh, since I wrote Steph's name down first, I'll start with Steph. We're here for you, Steph. We'll, we'll, okay, we'll your I can do line. this. <laughs> Steph, what is Scott E.'s last name? Oh. Said a few times. <sighs> ask it over. Uh, Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> it, was some, it was something that sounded a lot like Engelbert. <laughs> it was, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't anybody know. want to guess just not for anything, but just to guess? McCreary. <laughs> nope. Scott E. McCreary. <laughs> He was an idol on American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Good reference. Gotcha. Good reference. Gotcha. Uh, it's Everhart. Everhart. And okay. This universe has people with the best last names. Yeah. Lily White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I was reading something about iZombie and somebody was just noticing like, huh, it's so funny. This guy gets turned into a zombie and his name is Major Lily White. Was, oh, duh. Of course. You know, like he's majorly <laughs> Lily White. Yeah. Uh, all right, Josh, uh, what two Jimmy Stewart movies are mentioned in Astro Burger? Okay, well, Vertigo. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm going to go Rear Window. Ooh, no! That's probably... Anybody have a guess? Throw a... Oh, oh. Somebody... <laughs> it's the birds now, isn't it? No. Jimmy Stewart. That's not Jimmy Stewart. I mean, oh. I, I don't know. It's a Wonderful Life. No, no. Jimmy Stewart has an imaginary friend in this. <gasps> oh, oh. Harvey? Harvey, yeah. <laughs> He's a yeah. puka. It's a big rap. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Melissa. Here we go. Uh, oh. How much did Blaine say he was going to make off of Alan York's brains? Um, he says two different things. Two million dollars. Two million. Nope. <laughs> okay. Uh, five million? Nope. It was a half a million. No. <laughs> he oh. said two figures, actually. Once he said $200,000, and one time he said a quarter million. So that would be more like two hundred fifty. dollars oh. Both amounts of money not worth killing a person over. <laughs> right. Or $300,000, of course. 
Um, yeah. So we're going back to Steph. Uh, Steph, what sport did Scott E. enjoy? And no, it wasn't cheerleading. Well, okay, we're not talking about chess. He liked chess. That is a sport. It is the sport of kings. Yeah. Chess? So I'll give it to you. Chess. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Josh, oh gosh, another movie question for you. What movie does Ravi reference when he talks about Liv potentially potentially ruining his date with Peyton? Uh, what? Uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a bad date. <laughs> Anybody else have a guess? No. no. Uh, it's single white female, or as Robbie says, single very white female. Uh, <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, Melissa, Kimber, the cheerleader, yeah. learned uh-huh. CPR chest compressions from a song from what Broadway musical? From what Broadway musical? Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, um, okay. Uh, uh, staying alive. <laughs> Was it? I, I think I know. Okay. Is it Godspell? Yeah, Godspell. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, man, that's not my favorite musical. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Jesus Christ superstar guy. <laughs> I haven't watched either of them. Uh, so we're back to Steph. Uh, what does Robbie yell when he discovers he has made another zombie rat? It's not alive. <laughs> it's not alive. Yes. <laughs> All right, Josh. Here's a softball. Steph's kicking our butts. Yeah, she's got. She's decleating us. Yeah. <laughs> what was the cartoon artist's name, Josh? Uh, oh, uh, it wasn't Josh. <laughs> sketch, sketch, sketch guy Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> You're on the board. <laughs> Wait, that was right. Yeah, that was right. You're on the board. That okay. Means, that means he's he's got a point. Woo! Yay! Half of that point is mine. <laughs> By by Kansas law. Kansas law. Uh, Melissa, who was Peyton's best friend as a child until puberty made things weird? (laughs) Uh, That would be Dawson Leary. Uh, He lived across the creek from her. Uh, No. Anybody else? Dang it. Larry. What? Larry. Yes, Larry. Larry Gable. Right. But to be fair, Dawson does make things weird. Just ask Pacey. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Steph. It's too bad for you that you can't steal points. But uh, here's a question for you. What was the last year that Peyton smoked pot? 2009. Whoa! That's another point for you. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And fuego. Uh, All right. Uh, Josh? Um... What British game does Ravi say takes more skill than common pool? Snooker. Yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I, I, have play, I have played a little bit of snooker. Mm. I'm sure you have. <laughs> Sorry, we'll just let that sit there. Melissa? <laughs> mm. no. uh, oh, boy. you got to get a point here. Um, you got to give me something easy then. Where did Vaughn say he's been since he last talked to Liv? <laughs> um hmm all right uh uh i'm trying to think of some place kind of douchey that he would <laughs> um that would seem like a good thing to say 
Um, Everything's legal in New Jersey. <laughs> I think I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Mount Everest. No, <laughs> sorry. He would he would totally helicopter into the peak of Mount Everest, get out, take a picture, and get back on. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody else want to take a guess? Wait, what? Say that again. Where did Vaughn say he's been since he last talked to Liv? Has been since he last. I have no idea. Like the receptionist was killed, and he didn't come back from this place because uh, you know she gave away his secrets. Um, He Mm. was in Milan. Oh, okay, that sounds familiar now. The movie Milan. Okay. Steph, Donny Osmond is great. Steph, you have a you have a chance to really, really win this game if you get this last question for you. We believe in you, Steph. Whose brains does Blaine feed to Major in his soup bowl? Is it uh, Jerome? Oh, no. Anybody else have a guess? I know it's a Helton Shelter kid, Helton but Shelter. I don't remember his name. <laughs> I couldn't remember the other kid's name. Yeah. Nikki Two Shoes. Tommy. It's Tommy. Tommy. Tommy does have two shoes. Yeah. All right, Josh. You have a chance to tie it up with stuff if you get this question correct. The question so is, pressure. how much money did Gilda pay Cameron for the thumb drive? Oh, uh, 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 $100,000. Wrong. Anybody oh, else? <laughs> I actually, she should have asked for more. She didn't pay him anything. She just flashed her chest at him. Oh, no, no, sorry. This uh, isn't on showtime. Yeah. <laughs> We'd, we wouldn't have seen it. I actually <laughs> gave the answer away by mistake when we were talking about Alan York's brains. It was $300,000. Oh. Like, you guys said it was, wasn't worth $200,000. I was like, well, it's not worth $300,000 either. Wow, I'm witty. Let's move on to the next question. Uh, Melissa, here's <laughs> your last chance to have one point in this game. What? <laughs> I'm going to underhand this one to you. Here we go. What blood type? It may not work. <laughs> Be prepared. If you can't get a point in this game, we're going to have to do a round of the IMDb game just to, <laughs> to make it a real crossover. Uh, no. Uh, what blood type do Evan and Liv share? Um, I would say it's probably something uh, rare. So uh, O. Need to be more specific. Is there more to it? More specific, please. Do I need to please? say positive or negative? <laughs> what? It's a 50-50 shot from here. What'd you say? Uh, uh, Josh was talking. He said it's 50-50. So, <laughs> um, so heads or tails? Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Oneg. That is correct. Yay! All right. This. I- Medical trivia. That's right. <laughs> Suss that one out. Uh, all right. So in third place with one point is Melissa. Second place with two points is Josh. And first place with three points is Steph. Woo! Way to go, Steph. And your uh, prize for winning that trivia is the knowledge that when I was going, what, what? I, li- I oh man, I said literally. I actually uh, put my ear to my microphone. That was really smart, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> Hello? Uh, computer? Computer? Uh, all right, we have a little bit of feedback. You guys want to stick around for that or or you got to run to your kids? 
We probably should run to the kids and put them to bed. If, is that okay? It's fine. Just make sure to plug your show before you go. Our, our uh, sister uh, podcast. You guys keep calling us your right. sister. We're, you're our sister. Oh, we're all family. Uh, sister yes. podcasts. <laughs> sister wives. Sister wives. <laughs> uh, you can find that podcast is iZombie, you zombie, but it, it, we will still be how many weeks away before an episode comes out there? Uh, let's see. Well, I've been doing daily updates on our iZombie page, and it's 68 days. 68 oh. days. Wow. In the meantime, you could check out the One With podcast. Yes. Uh, and on that, we've recently done uh, Mary Tyler Moore and, uh, gosh, uh, all the Gilmore Girls. There's plenty of episodes for you to check out there. Uh, head on over and give us a listen. Thank you. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you guys for stopping by. We want to we want a guest again in the future. So keep us in mind. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And uh, we will have you on to do a game soon. Uh, the, the next time we come on, we'll do a bunch of games. Yes, we uh, love games. Yes. Yes. No prep for Don't games. Don't worry. I'll get... Just do it. <laughs> you do the prep. We'll get right on it. All right. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, guys. Have a great night. Bye. 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 <laughs> All right. So uh, it's good of them to stop by. And uh, why don't we do a little bit of feedback? Um, what would you feedback. like to tackle? What do you mean? Would you like to do some Facebook or would you like sure. to Efrex's email? Let's do f- Facebook. All right. Facebook it is. Loading. <laughs> Loading. Yeah. Loading. Um, here we go. Okay. I'm here first. Frank says, that scene in Dead Rat, Live Rat, Brown Rat, White Rat, where Peyton gets attacked is really scary. Side note, Ali Machaka might be the only person who can look really cute with fake blood on her head. Oh, Frank. Um, a Rob Thomas show always has a fantastic season finale, and Blaine's World was no exception. The scene in the meat cute that ends with Lieutenant Suzuki blowing the place, leading to Liv having to make a really tough decision in the first episode of season two. Also, the debut of Rita Gilda. Can't we just have Leanne Lapp put on a fake mustache and play a different character in season three? Anyway, <laughs> all three episodes are great, and it was fun to look back at them. Really excited to look back at season two. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited. We're already we're already on season two. You want to read? All right, you made to read Marissa's. Yeah. Marissa in D.C., Astro Burger was a lot of fun the first time around, and then they dropped the big reveal at the end of the episode that not only was Johnny Frost a delusion, but also all of Liv's heartfelt conversations and apparent reconciliation with Major. Mm-hmm. This time around, I was a bit numb. I still found Johnny Frost amusing. After all, he only appeared when Liv was alone, so he was mostly helpful and silly, but the most But the scary part this time around was realizing the full impact of the Lake Washington Boat Massacre. Yes, there was uh, survivors, but those who weren't killed or turned into – who weren't turned like Liv could have also turned out like Donnie, having a mental break from reality. You mean Scott, Sorry. (laughs) How terrifying would it be to not be able to trust what you see and hear? Of course, Donnie was right about zombies, and he – Scott E., was right about zombies, and he got that video of Liv, which comes back to haunt us next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, she finishes. Uh, the last two episodes were a whirlwind, from Peyton finding out 
the truth about Liv in the most dramatic way possible to Major shooting up the meat cute and Suzuki apparently deciding he had, had enough of being Blaine's puppet and putting the finishing touches on the meat cute massacre. I cheered when Liv injected Blaine with the cure, trying to temper his future influence, and cried when Liv's uh, coming out to Major went so different than she had hoped. All in all, an excellent first season that has me eager to start season two next week. Yes. Yeah, I'm psyched. Yeah. I mean, Astro Burger is such a fantastic episode. I think that is the best episode. You think so? I I, I mean, my jaw definitely dropped at the end of the episode. I mean, you know, the major walking back into the meat cute fully armed. I, I was out of my seat that kind of excited. But, you know, when... Johnny Frost kind of like waves and then disappears into TV static. It, like that's something we'd never seen on the show before. It was crazy. Uh, you know, just to, to think how intense these visions or this, these brains can get to affect her that way. All right. Yeah. Uh, um, e email. Um, he says, Hey, Robin and Steph, Robin, hope the family is feeling better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do want to uh, mention People, I'm I'm hoping people weren't too disappointed that uh, our episode for Patriot Games was really short. Uh, the Patriot Games and the other episode too um, was it Dead Air? No, so I can't remember. My brain's gone by this time of the night. So, um, but uh, yeah, our my my two little girls actually came down with stomach flu. Like one was one was sick from the stomach flu, and <clears throat> as we were recording, and I did some. Uh, uh, did some editing around it, but as we were recording, um, the other one, the little one, came down with a uh, stomach flu as well, and she was yakking up in the background. And here I am talking about iZombie, <laughs> so, <laughs> worst dad ever. But uh, yeah, that's why we wrapped up so quick. Okay, so uh, Efrex, Gads, there's a lot to work through here. Astro Burger, need to be honest, this one's probably my, probably my least favorite episode of the season. Wow. Having Scott E.'s murder be completely unrelated to the overall zombie slash Max Rager story was a letdown, and I believe I speak for all the Charles Krabarty, Pavi, Rayton crew. I'm glad that he referenced Charles Krabarty first. Uh, when I say, how come we don't see Ravi and Peyton's first date? On the other hand, I won't complain about seeing Ali Machaka in short shorts, Darren Norris as Johnny <laughs> Frost, or Liv arguing with a vending machine full of devils. The we can sorted like bunnies line was good for a chuckle too. Yes. Um, dead rat, live rat. Okay, now we're kicking things in high gear. Public service announcement. Giving chest compressions to the beat of Godspell's All for the Best, as Kimberly suggests, is a horrible idea. The song has multiple tempo changes and counterpoint. You'll give the patient <laughs> arrhythmia. <laughs> Kimberly's dead face. I just recertified CPR the other day and I care. It's you're supposed to do it. Pretty fast. I think it's like around a hundred, 120 beats a minute. It's pretty fast. Oh yeah. I'll have to, you'll have to try it out with uh, some Godspell next time. <laughs> Kimberly's dead face in the morgue. I've never even heard Godspell. Me either. Uh, reminded me of um, Pamela Voorhees' head in Friday the 13th. Not sure if that was deliberate. Yeah, I've seen Friday the 13th. I can't quite recall that reference, though. 
love everything about pe- uh, Peppy Liv from Ravi's Be Aggressive, B-E Aggressive. <laughs> to the Peyton Liv pillow fight. Yeah, oh, that's so cute. I guess the meet cute crew cleaned out the back since the first time we saw it. Hard to imagine a place passing inspections with, with human body parts lying around. Heart-pounding fight sequence with Sebastian and Peyton's reaction is just devastating. Finally, and I'm sure everyone agrees, Robert Buckley's eyebrow raise is the single best use of a facial tech ever. (laughs) (laughs) Blaine's world. Liv's snarky, hey, creepy stares a lot line highlights a delicious scene with Von DeClark. Leon Lapp owned that diner scene with that smirk. Clive's interrogation and quiet threat to Cameron is perfect. I don't think Malcolm Goodwin gets enough credit for his understated portrayal of a good, tough cop. Not sure how they managed to sneak the horrifying visual of a teenager. Oh, wait. Oh, I just wanted to uh, stop there. Um, Yeah, I I always feel like we don't talk enough about Malcolm and, and the character of Clive enough on this podcast. And yeah, that was a really great scene where, do you remember, do you know what he's talking about? Where he's uh, where he says to Cameron, like, fine, you know, yeah, I don't need your information. I don't need to do any offers with you. You just go back on the street and uh, it looks like you won't really make it too long without our protection. Um, oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. That, I know what you that mean. was kind he's of a different thing to do. And then, you know, in like countless interrogation scenes we've gone through. That was something a little different because he's. Dude is such a punk and he like murdered his friends For freaking money Clive is totally disgusted by that mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> Okay um, Not sure how they managed To sneak the horrifying visual of the teenager With the hollow skull in But it was brutally effective As was the whole meet cute massacre sequence Loved the use of the Staring at hands and horror trope For an anticipated action Rather than as What have I done in the closing montage highlighting Max Ranger, Evan's injury, and Liv's devastating, impending isolation just closed out an emotional roller coaster of a season. Yes. Thank you for reading the ramblings and for keeping me somewhat sane while I'm waiting for the next season. All the best, Ebrex. Hey, all the best to you, sir. And, um, yeah, I again, I, just bringing me back to the Meet Cute Massacre and just that... that I, I'm so happy that Major... You know, you know. After all he have been through, gets to actually smile at Julian through that window as he's dropping the grenade and saying, "Walk away from this." <laughs> I just, ugh, I'm gonna have to watch that again. All right, so that's it for our feedback, and my voice is just about gone. Um, and we had a kind of a longer episode because we were these were three episodes. But next week, Steph, we're gonna be talking about Grumpy Old Liv and Zombie Bro. As we get into right. season two. Those are fun. Yay. And, uh, yeah, the season two will be a, is, a, is 19 episodes, so it'll be a little longer to get through. But um, the good news is, as soon as we're done with it, the very following week, we'll be talking about season three. So, yay. All right. So, um, I guess this is where we say goodbye. Bye, Steph. <laughs> Uh, goodbye. It's been, uh, you've been really easy to work with. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you too? (laughs) (laughs) Bye.
Bye. Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robin Yero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, a friend of the show, Cheyenne, contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at iZombieLove. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!